It's uh, the Ron and Don Show, live from the Les Schwab Studios. They heard your plea. Now you got three. Three episodes of the Ron and Don Show every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. And thanks to Les Schwab, here comes episode number 34. Hey, you guys. Are you ready for the best show in the Pacific Northwest? Here's my dad to his boyfriend, and friend. All right, look out now. Here we come. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. And, of course, this is episode number 34. Get out there and love on us. Give us some love for episode 34, because when you do that, it makes a big difference as far as the algorithm of the show, right? It absolutely does. If you go to iTunes and you give us a star rating, put a comment in there, that really helps. Even if you're on Spotify, Google Play, any of the other podcast services, give us a rating. It gets the algorithm out. And then the biggest thing you could do is just share the episode on your socials, and that helps us get the word out for the Ronda. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And I think we finally uh, got done eating the carved turkey. Uh, <laughs> we put that away, right? And uh, we've created some great soups with uh, some of the turkey carcasses out there. And now here we go. We're rolling right into the big holiday season where we're sitting around and we're wondering, okay, let's go do some Christmas shopping or some Shaka Khan shopping or some Kwanzaa shopping. Whatever it is that you shop for, this is the time of year when Norman go out and do this. And I have people that come up to me all the time. And they say, you know what? I'm thinking about buying a piece of gear uh, that I'm going to use at home because I want to get out of bed in the new year in 2020. Mm. And I want to exercise, but I actually want to buy a piece of gear that I'm actually going to use. And it's not a piece of gear where I'm going to take it and uh, use it to basically uh, dry laundry. So people ask me about this. And there is a particular piece of gear that I love. It's called a Peloton bike. And the Peloton bike is a bike that I started teaching spin classes on probably 20 years ago. And it's really involved. And if you don't know what a Peloton bike is, basically... Back in your day, it was square wheels. Yeah, That's how long ago yeah, Don did ba- you, you, you pay a lot of money for this bike. You pay over $2,200 for this bike. And, of course, we're in the Seattle area. They have some showrooms. You can go in the showroom, jump on one of these bikes, ride one of these bikes. And then what they've done, which is really smart is they ask you to pay $39 a month. And if you pay $39 a month, the cool thing is when you get up in the morning, uh, even though you might be by yourself in your house, your apartment, when you jump on the bike, you're not alone because you can join live classes from all over the world. And you can also, if you have a particular instructor that you really like, uh, there's an instructor by the name well, of Robin. You should for point example. out that there's a screen yeah. built in, uh, like an iPad-sized screen that's yeah. built into the handlebars. And, so, and it's connected to Wi-Fi. So that's the important thing that Don left out. When this bike first came out, it was for uh, Tour de France enthusiasts because the word Peloton is what the, uh, the group of riders behind the leaders is called a Peloton. And so they made these bikes for people that wanted to do long distance riding or riding when you'd go 100 miles. That's what the Peloton started out at, and it's evolved into this home fitness craze. But that screen on the front is revolutionary. That's what's changed the game because it's Wi-Fi enabled. It jumps on the Wi-Fi at your house and it can stream live video of instructors yeah and i just i just counted in my mind i know 11 people that own this bike 11 people that own this bike out of the 11 people that own this bike i know that nine of these people that have owned this bike for over a year actually really use this bike and the game changer is is when you jump on 
you can jump on with somebody else and you can ride side by side with somebody that's in Iowa or New York City or Los Angeles, wherever it is. And if you miss the live classes, you can jump on and you can you can ride to a tape class. So, for instance, let's say that you're a shift worker and you get home at five o'clock in the morning and you want to work out before you go to bed, tire yourself out a little bit. You can jump on one of these Peloton bikes. I love the Peloton bike. People say twenty two hundred dollars for a stationary bike. It seems overpriced. It's overpriced if you don't end up using this. And that's what happens with most gym equipment. You don't end up using it. Anyway, there's a commercial out right now. Have you seen the 30-second com- commercial? Yes. There's an incredible backlash about the Peloton commercial. And in fact, Peloton thought that their stock would soar by 10, 15, 20% this holiday season, which it did before this commercial came out on November 4th. The ad comes out. It's a 30-second uh, commercial. And people are just ticked off about it. It features a fit woman, this is according to NBC, who's a gifted Peloton stationary, uh, she's gifted a, a Peloton stationary bike by her husband. The commercial is set to the song, She's So High, and it shows the woman video documenting her year with the bike as she evolves from seemingly terrified to mounting the bike, to surprised that she's using it, to thrilled that she squeezed on this bike at 6 a.m. in the morning, and she says it's totally worth it. Then at the end of the ad, titled The Gift That Gives Back, she watches her self-recordings with her husband, and at the end remarks, quote, I didn't realize how much this would change me, unquote. Now, Twitter is enraged. The Twitter users, they drag the commercial, they call it, they say it's creepy, it's disturbing, it's cringeworthy. Uh, Some of them say it's sexist, it's classless, and as a result of this, Peloton has come out today because now their stock has uh, died by 10%. Right. And they they are saying, hey, look, we think... We think the commercial has been misinterpreted. What is your take on the uh, commercial? Well, the, the Twitter people have a point because when when she shows up and the first off the the boyfriend or the husband, it doesn't really say if they're married or not, gifts this exercise equipment to a woman when she walks through the door. She's already fit. By by American standards, when you look at this woman, she's 115 pounds maybe, a beautiful she's a model obviously because it's a television commercial. And so when you look at her, you don't think, "Oh, what an unfit person." You look at you're like, "Oh wow, I would aspire to look like her." The before picture, most people would be very happy to look like the before picture. Then and I think if you've if you've seen any workout videos in your life, the journey is the transformation. You're supposed to go from before to after. And so the before and after for her, and this is the criticism and, and the meme that happened on Twitter, is she goes from 116 pounds to 113 pounds over the course of this imaginary year of her taking selfies on the bike. And it's like, I didn't know what the difference. So people are going, what's the difference? You went from a, a fit model to a more fit model, like I, I don't know. And then, like, why is the guy giving the exercise equipment to the girl? How come, like, that? To, that's sort of sexist. So you're married to a super hot, uh, a model esque person, and you need her to work out more, you need her to be more physically fit, so she can be even a hotter version. So that's what the, the most people are interpreting it as. I don't think that's what Peloton means by the change, but that's what people. Reddit, and that, I think that's a fair critique. No, and here's the thing. Here's where it's not fair. I can show you people that are skinny as a rail, or I can show you people that look very fit, 
And on the inside is a bunch of rot. Just because you're slender doesn't mean that you're fit. That's fair. And one of the reasons why, for instance, that I will jump on a spin bike or I'm interested in maybe a Peloton bike or I will go trail running with friends or I will go lift, whatever it is, it has nothing to do with the way I look. It has everything to do with the way that I feel. And I think that is the message that Peloton was trying to get across. If you've ever taken one of these classes, if you've seen the people that teach these classes, it's not about how you look. It is not. If you're part of the Peloton army, it is about how you feel. It is about taking control of your life. How did you it? Is it is about taking control of your blood pressure. And it's about, I, I think it is so shallow to look at her and say, you know what? She's a beautiful model. She doesn't need to work out. Uh, that, to me, when when Twitter erupted at that, I erupted back at Twitter and I said, "There are." So, I've been I've been teaching fitness classes for twenty years. There are so many different reasons that people will come into a fitness class, and sometimes it's a sense of community. Sometimes it's a sense of starting over. Sometimes you have gone through a major life event and you don't feel good about yourself. And those positive endorphins that are released when you jump on a bike like this. It's something that money can't buy. It's something that alcohol can't buy. It's something that drugs can't buy. When you jump on that bike and you feel that sense of accomplishment at 6 a.m. in the morning. Do you think, that they should have been more, Peloton should have been more aware of when you're, pump, when you're, when you're advertising a piece of exercise gear, and you say that you changed. They could have done better on I the think messaging. It's worse. I think it's worse if somebody comes in and they're 160 pounds. And I feel very strongly about this. You're 160 pounds, and then we see you a year later on your journey, and now you're 116 pounds. That bothers me right there. Because the way that some of us are built, especially for women, you're 160 pounds, and you are beautiful at 160 pounds. You are worthy of love at 160 pounds. You are worthy to go on this Peloton journey with the rest of us at 160 pounds. I think if it's a husband sitting there or a boyfriend sitting there or a wife sitting there and gifting it to their husband and saying, hey, you're 160 and now we see you a year later and you're 113, now you're more acceptable to me. That is a worse message right there, Ron. It's a worse message. I'm just saying Peloton, I think, could have done a better job with the messaging of saying, this isn't about only about appearance. Maybe the journey for her was a mental journey, but she didn't say that. You know what? It's a 30-second commercial. And at the end of the day, Twitter rips apart everything that's good. Peloton is good. $39 a month is a lot of money, plus a $2,000 bike. But if you're going to use this thing... It will change you from the inside out. And so I fully endorse Peloton here. And I think people are overreacting to this. All right, just getting started. Episode number 34. Ron just got back uh, from traveling. and you- <laughs> Oh, I got a story to tell you. <laughs> Where did you go? Where did I you went go? to uh, Shanghai, China. You just got back. My son is upstairs. He's thrilled because uh, you brought him uh, you brought him some gifts back, right? I did, yes. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about your trip. And also, we're going to talk about the Ron and Don Show now, three times a week. They heard your plea. Now you got three. Thanks to Les Schwab. And thanks to everybody that's been walking into their 85 locations throughout Western Washington. We are getting ready for the Les Schwab Toy Drive. We'll tell more about that this week. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, you know what? Uh, they heard your plea. Now we have three, three episodes of the Ron and Don Show. That's thanks to Les Schwab. Every Wednesday, Thursday, 
Friday. And don't forget, as we're heading into winter driving season, Ron, you just experienced this on one of your real estate uh, journeys. Yeah, I had to drive over to Chelan, or I got to drive to Chelan, and two mountain passes. If it had been snowing and icy, I would have been in trouble. So do what I'm going to do. Stop by Les Schwab when you see him. Say, uh, tell him you're part of the Ron and Don Nation. Have him check it out. Say, is my rig ready for the cold winter months? And they're going to do a a check for you. Make sure everything is ready. And especially if you know you're going to be going over the pass, if you know you're going to go up and uh, be going snowing or snowboarding this year, go to Les Schwab. Get winter ready at Les Schwab. You can find a location near you at Les Schwab com slash Ron and Don. Yeah, and uh, while you stop in at Les Schwab Tire Center, do this too. Bring some food with you. A lot of times during the holidays, we're looking to help people, but we don't know how. They have it figured out at Les Schwab. They know there's 23 million Americans that go to bed every night, including 11 million children. They go to bed hungry, and so that's one of the reasons Les Schwab has teamed up. That's right. It's Drive Out Hunger and Les Schwab. They have teamed up to help make sure that every child and every adult that lives in Western Washington, that they go to bed on a full stomach. Just go to leschwab.com slash Ron and Don. That's leschwab.com forward slash Ron and Don to see how you can be a part of something bigger than yourself. Les Schwab, let's say it together. Doing the right thing, it matters. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at ronanddon.com. All right, it's uh, the Ron and Don Show, episode number 34. Thank you for making us a part of your lives and letting us drive shotgun because we know a lot of people listen to us on the way to work, the way home, and uh, they heard your plea. Now you got three three episodes of the Ron and Don Show, uh, thanks to uh, Les Schwab. Hey, uh, Ron just got back from China, and I know that you had a great trip there. You brought back some cool stuff for my son. I was reading an interesting article about China while you were gone. It says that... Uh, Chinese students, this is according to uh, Bloomberg.com, the Chinese students have now far outstripped peers in every other country in a survey of reading, of math, and science ability, underscoring a reserve of future economic strength and the struggle of advanced economies to keep up with China. Ron, you just got back from China. Did it feel like you were in one of the smartest places in the world, especially when it comes to kids like my son that are nine years old? Uh, Not just the smartest places in the world, one of the cleanest places I've ever been. And I had a lot of... You and I are of a certain age where we grew up and we had sort of a... An image of China. In my mind, you know, especially we weren't old enough to see like Nixon go there in person, but I think right when I was an infant, maybe he did that. And China was sort of seen as this backwards nation and you had the stereotypes of people, you know, wearing the triangular shaped hat and all of that stuff. And so it's... It was shocking. I went to Shanghai uh, for a trip, just a little holiday to, to do some travel, and we could talk about more about that later and why I did that, because there's sort of a reason that feeds into what happened to us in, in, in this last year. But back to this story, um, I was talking to to a person on the flight going over there, and I was like, uh, "What? what is, how, how did you achieve what you achieved? Because they now work here in Seattle, and they were going back to visit family in China. And so first of all, I just want people to, to think about this for a minute. The entire population of the United States. So think about everybody in the entire United States. That's around 340 million people, let's say. So every person you've ever seen in the U.S., there are probably twice as many students from in junior in grade school and junior high than the, the entire population of the United States. So just think about that. There are more elementary school kids and junior high kids 
two times as many as U.S. citizens. So it's just they have 1.5 billion people in the country. And when you look at the top most populated cities in the world, if you just do a Google search, like half of them are in China. Shanghai itself was 24 million people in the city. So for this, these two folks that I met in the, in the airport to make it to Seattle and to be able to work for big tech companies, they said, when you, uh, there's one test in China. And so it doesn't matter if you're the poorest kid from a village, doesn't matter if your parents are well off anywhere in the country, they don't care about extracurricular activities. They don't care whether you were in the national honor society, whether you played on the soccer team, none of that matters. You take one test. And you can take it multiple times, but you have one chance when you're, I think, going out of high school. If, you, if you're in the top 10% of that test, then you go to the best university. And then if you become the top 10% of that university, you get hired by someone like Amazon or Microsoft or someone here in the United States. So when you think about the number of people that is... So again, let's, it's hard to scale this, and I'm going to do math off the top of my head. If you have, let's just call it um, a billion people. It's not a billion, I realize that, but for the sake of math. So if you have the top 10, so 100 million students, 100, so a third of the population of the United States, that's the top 10% of these people. And then you take a, another one of those. So uh, 10% of that, that is the elite of the elite. So you to think of Harvard, Stanford, MIT, Caltech, all of those schools that we place in the top 10% uh, of the United States uh, student body. It would be all of them combined would not even make up this number. So it's an astronomical number of incredibly smart kids that have aced this test and worked incredibly hard. And so, like, for instance, these parents know that if you're a child and you're in a poorer village, you don't live in Shanghai, you don't live in Beijing, you don't live in one of the biggest cities in the world, that they're going to work with that kid. It's like, listen, you have one chance. If you do well on this test... Mm. Your school is paid for. You're out of this village. You're getting a top-notch education. You work hard. You do well. And you can be anywhere in the world. Like, China has moved beyond this. So, anyways, that, that was a fascinating story to me because what I saw there, the United States should be very worried right now because of the ambition of this class of people close to a billion people that is coming into the middle class and they are embracing uh they're, they're for the first time in the history of that country being able to buy consumer goods buy a vehicle live in a big city work in a modern job uh, like all of these things it's a billion people start to own real estate start to own a little bit of real estate yeah. uh, start to have a living wage start to have disposable income because a lot of that money for real estate from china comes over here it uh, is one so. billion people yeah and the, the thing that was i thought about a lot when i was over there is you and i've done stories over the years uh, all the time about well nobody will pick apples in washington Nobody will do these these class of jobs, and we've had stuff about immigration and, oh, people from Central America will pick those, but we don't want to give them access and don't want to give them citizenship. China does not have that mentality, man. They're, imagine a lake like the size of, of uh, Lake Union. They, will, they have workers, and this blew me away when it finally dawned on me. They skim that lake every day. Mm. So I was up really early because I was the time changes. So I'd be out walking around. 
there are these guys in these little boats on like Lake Union <laughs> with a pool skimmer. Wow. They're skimming. Oh. The, I was like, what are they? What's going on? Yeah. And then there's an army of people sweeping the sidewalks every day. Hmm. There is not a leaf on the ground. At a, you go to a park like like uh, Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. The leaves are all swept yeah. every day, mm. every trail, every alley. The leaves are swept. It, it's incredible. So, anyways, the United States should be very, very concerned. What, what, what were some of your big, uh, some of your biggest takeaways? And then talk a little bit about uh, uh, why you decided to go. Uh, well, some of my biggest takeaways are what we just d- discussed. That the like when in, set politics aside. Us dinking around with a tariff here or there, uh, boy, the, the China can just do things that the United States can't do. And, and I want to put a, a giant asterisk after this, what I'm about to say. I understand it's, a util- in a lot of ways, a, a, an authoritarian country. It's a socialist country. There are a lot of human rights violations. I get all that. I've been reading up all the stuff with Hong Kong and the democratic elections, and I understand that there are many concerns that we would have as Western, as Western people looking at this. However, the, they're, they're so nimble in terms of, like, like Shanghai 30 years ago, the, the government said, we needed this to be a modern city. So in 30 years, they made it a city of 25 million people. Mm. It's like, we need a metro. All right, everybody get out. We're putting a metro in. Uh, people don't protest. In, like, a well, big, maybe they should. They but, should. Yeah. And, and uh, so I'm just saying that the, the, the way, how nimble they can be should be alarming to Americans. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you think that looks so attractive to you because you come back to Seattle and you just see the tents and you see the Derek Art? My I'm mom. Not, I'm not saying it's my attractive. Mom, my mom is just here visiting. Uh, God bless Virginia. She just turned 77. We had a great birthday party for her. Uh, she says, hello, by the way. Uh, she was shocked. And, and she's from New Mexico. And New Mexico isn't... Uh, there's there's not a ton of money or Fortune 500 companies. In no. fact, there's no Fortune 500 companies in, in New Mexico. And there's a lot of people that live below the poverty line. She came here. She was shocked. She hadn't been to Seattle in a number of years. She was shocked by what she saw and the way that we're allowing people to live throughout her city. So... Is that a reflection? You're looking at Seattle, you're looking at the tents, the derelict RVs, the heroin, and then you go to China and you're like, wow, uh, there aren't tents everywhere in every park. My yeah, kid there, could actually play isn't. soccer if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, that that's part of it. But And, and again, the giant, I understand all the human rights stuff, but the, the, the swiftness, what they can, I'll give you a great example. So we've all heard about all the smog and like the air quality and all that stuff in these giant cities. Well, for like Shanghai, they just decided within the last 10 years, it's like, okay, we're, there, we have a huge smog problem. Part of one of the big things is everybody, a lot of people ride these scooters, these two stroke engines. So they said, all right, we're going electric scooters. Everybody's electric scooter. We're talking millions of people. You, you no longer can have a two stroke engine. Everybody's electric. So it was like, okay, like there's not, they just did it. They can just do that. And so you would be around nobody. Everybody's on an electric scooter. They're like, okay, all the buses are going to be electric. And so they just have the ability because they can take that stuff and just make it happen. They can, and, and again, I understand that there's a balance to all this stuff. Sure, there is. But the, the United States, you know, where we have, it takes seven years to like put in a bike lane 
uh, over there, they can just go, everybody's electric scooters. We're done with that. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Everybody get on board. And that was interesting to see. And, and again, uh, to, to do the disclaimer for the third time, I, I know you're going to email me. What about the human rights? And what, yeah. I understand all that. I'm just saying in terms of productivity, in terms of ambition of a, of a vastly larger population that they all want their kids to get a better education they all want their kids to do better than they did they have the same ambitions the united states did maybe 75 80 years ago but now they have the technology to back that up it it was it's pretty remarkable i do have a story if we have time maybe in one next segment i i i I got i have a i have a situation oh you do i think you might what's a situation uh concern uh the situation involves me doing a little Black Friday shopping oh. at a uh, at the fake market. Oh, and they're very proud of the fakes. But I got I had a situation happen. All right, let's come back and talk about that. Uh, we're back in thirty seconds. They heard your plea. Now you got three three episodes of the Ron and Don Show. Thanks to Les Schwab. Stop by one of their locations. You walk inside. And you're like, hey, I was just out doing some holiday shopping. Could you take my rig? Throw it up. Uh... Yeah, I could take a look at the wheels. Take a look at the tires. Take a look at the battery. They'll do that, and they do that all for free, not like the other guys who charge you a couple hundred bucks. So stop by Les Schwab Tire Center this holiday season. Ron and Don, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Episode number 34, y'all. All right, Brett Clark is here. Uh, we have a great partnership with Les Schwab, and doing the right thing really does matter as we head into the holidays. Brett, you and I were just talking off mic a little bit. Uh, Les Schwab now has their own tire line, and your wife and I, we both have these on our trucks or cars. What is the tire line? Because I know you're a tire salesman, but we were just, again, talking about this, and you're like, man, even if I wasn't a tire salesman, these might be the greatest tires ever, uh, thanks to Les Schwab. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, our, it's our own brand, um, and that tire brand is called Mazama. We have them in two two different uh, uh styles we have them in the passenger car tire which is the reputation you have them in the uh, light truck tire which is the open range and these th- these tires have been absolutely phenomenal tires like i was like i was bragging uh, just a minute ago i didn't uh, I, I typically uh, i sell tires obviously um and i drive on a lot of them and and when i put these reputations on my wife's vehicle they are just absolutely the most amazing tires i i was just telling you that uh that typically I put snow tires on in the winter, but uh, I think this year we're just going to try to run the reputations all the way through, just because it's been a great, great driving tire, and and uh, you know we got we got a set stuck on your on your truck, and and uh, you know hopefully they're they're doing well for you because um, we've had nothing but great reviews about changes of performance used to be with my old tires because i have a rear wheel drive forerunner i would have to put it in four high with the other tires on mm-hmm. it slide around and not with these uh, new tires they really are fantastic how can people uh, uh find out more about these uh these new les schwab tires well of course we want you to stop into our les schwab tire centers we've got 85 western washington locations or you can go to les schwab.com and we'll have a we'll have a bunch of information for you on that as well les schwab.com 85 locations to serve you les schwab Let's say it together. Doing the right thing, it matters. You're listening to my dad's podcast. It's the Ron and Don Show. Only on ronanddonradio.com. All right, 
It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Don't forget, we are licensed realtors uh, with Windermere, and we do something called a Ron and Don sit-down. We just grab a cup of coffee, and we sit down, and we talk about your real estate journey. Here comes 2020. What's your real estate journey going to be like in 2020? And maybe you're a month out. Maybe you're six months out, a year out, 18 months out. doesn't matter. Let's sit down, do a Ron and Don sit-down with Ron and myself. I'll make some coffee, and we'll do it at our Windermere offices over on South Lake Union. And let's just get to know each other and find out where you're at and see if we can help you on that journey. Hey, if you want to get in touch with Ron, Ron at Windermere.com, real easy, and Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. Everything is at Ron and Don. Uh, com. Ron, you're traveling a little bit. A lot of people traveling this holiday season. My mom just traveled uh, here to come see us. My son uh, got to play his trumpet for her. Oh, nice. Uh, and she was overly impressed. We He's are, a good trumpet player. We, you, you've, we, are, we have blown past Hot Cross Buns. Blown past it. Blown past He's it. He's a young Dizzy Gillespie. We are right on to Mary Had a Little Lamb. And yeah. uh, you know what's pretty cool, though? What's really cool is we'll jump in the car and I'll turn on some Doc Severson once in a while, take you back to the Johnny Carson days. That guy, man, could play the horn. And it's pre- I would encourage people, uh, and my grandfather loved to do this, he loved big brass instruments. And the ability for people to play their big brass instruments in a lot of ways has gone away. We lived in New Orleans. We would go down. You go down the streets. You see kids down there, 9, 10, 11 years old, playing their brass instruments because they're not old enough to play them in bars yet. That's what Louis Armstrong used to do. Uh, it is really incredible when you get together with kids and there's 11 trumpet players and they're all playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. One of those kids has to be your kid in order to appreciate it. But it's just freaking awesome. Yeah, it, no, is abso- it is absolutely awesome. I hope he does really well it's yeah. in, and learns uh, and keeps yeah. on going. So anyway, that. Virginia is back in New Mexico. You're back here in Washington State, but you just got back. Uh, you were doing some holiday uh, shopping too, yeah, right? Yeah, I was doing some holiday shopping. And so I, I wanted, I need to set this up and then I'm going to do a little show and tell. So I went on this food tour uh, and uh, we're going around and eating a bunch of interesting food, including a rabbit head, oh, which wow. I tried, Ooh. and I'm not going to get into it because it was a little bit gross. Yeah, but I'll show you the picture. I don't think you would do it. it was, eyes, eyes in or eyes out? Eyes in. Ooh, <laughs> with something. Anyway, Ooh. so we're um, with this uh, this couple. <laughs> they, they live in uh, Shanghai. They're from Israel, and they're like, "Oh, have you been to the fake market? Is this little nose still on?" It was a it was a rabbit head. Were you supposed to eat the nose and the eyes? I'll, I'll we'll get into that a different story for a different day. So the, did you eat the brains? Uh, I did try it. Oh wow! Oh, Wait good for say, you. You know well, what? I can show I, you the picture. I appreciate that oh, about you. I appreciate something. that about. It's like I'm over here. Might as well try it. It's, a, it's well a, try. a it's a it's a Szechuan delicacy. Okay. So this couple from Israel, the 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 wife that was on the food tour with me, she goes, "Have you been to the fake mark yet?" And I was like, "No. What is that?" She goes, "Okay." Under ironically, the science and technology uh, stop on the subway is the it's the they don't it's the unofficial fake market, and so you go in there. You think of anything you can think of. Uh, for the, for the most part, and there is the fake version of that, and and I sort of need to digress one more time here. The Chinese, and this is my interpretation. This is not, I didn't read this. I'm making this up. This is just my observation. If you are work in a factory where you are making an, a gadget, so let's just say you're making, uh, you know, an Apple set, Watch, a, an Apple Watch, or a set of headphones. Mm-hmm. And you're using the same dyes, the same manufacturers, the same material sources, uh, and everything's pretty much the same, the same workers. And one of these set of headphones says Sony on it. And the other one came off virtually the, the same line, the same product, the same region. And it doesn't have the Sony decal on it. 
uh, but it was made by Chinese people. Is is that are they are they the same product? Mm-hmm. So I think in China they have this mentality of like, well, we're making it anyway. Mm. We're using the same supply chains, so it's the same thing. Yeah. And so they have this market where it's basically the same thing. So I go in there, and um, I was like, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm a cheapskate. I, I kind of like that. I'm going to go. I'm going to check this out. So I take the subway, uh, the metro there, which is the biggest metro in the world. You would have hated it because <laughs> you're changing trains all the time. So I get in there, and I'm walking around. And so this woman says, hey, um, do you, would you like to see some watches? And I was like, sure. So I go over, and there's this this beautiful display case of ever, of, of all these watches. Did she ask you in English if you want to see one? Yeah, she asked oh. me in English. Okay. So I'm looking at them, and it's it's fossil, and it's you know uh, that so that brand of watch. And I was like, ah, I'm not really interested in this. She goes, So what do you want? And I was like, If I'm going to get a, a fake watch, I want a Rolex. And she goes, Oh, well, come with me. She goes, I can't show you the Rolexes here. She's not. This is broken English. She goes, I can't show you them here. I gotta. We gotta go to this secret place to see the Rolexes. And I'm like, and and I have to say, China. It's the safest place you're ever gonna be. You're not gonna get jumped. There's nothing like that's gonna happen. It's super super safe. Like I wasn't worried about this at all. So we walk down this hallway. We go up these stairs. It starts getting a little sketchy. We leave the subway station. Then we go up the stairs, and now we're on the outside of the subway station. She motions to a compatriot uh, across the way who pulls a duffel bag out of a bush. <laughs> Comes back over to the to the deal, opens it up, and she starts showing me Rolexes. Oh, wow, that's awesome! And so I'm look. I'm not a watch expert, but yeah. I've watched a couple of videos on them. Sure. And I'm I'm going to hand you this watch. Okay. You you have bought a lot wa- of watches in your day. Yeah. Tell me what you see of that watch. You know, it looks like a it, it looks like a Rolex. It does not. Does it not look exactly it, like a Rolex? It looks exactly like a Rolex. The yeah. band. Every so, so I, I I find that Rolex. Is this mine? No, that's my Rolex. What do you mean? No, I thought, you said we were playing show and tell. It's and a it, show and tell. You what did you bring key. me? You brought my son uh, old money you didn't use, and then you brought him some candy, and we don't know what the hell is in those I was wrappers. Gonna, I was what actually did you get for me. I was gonna buy you a fake Rolex. I can't believe you didn't buy me a fake Rolex. You bought this for you. <laughs> I bought that for me. Oh, unbelievable, wrong. And so, so this wow. isn't the, this isn't the punchline of the story. Wow, the, this is not the punchline to the story. It's a beautiful. Watch. It's a beautiful watch. It's beautiful, I think yeah. it needs a new battery, so I'm gonna go get the battery done. So then I got to thinking. And then one of the big hands is going to fall off in about right. six months from now. Probably. Just so you know. No, but, I promise. Because oh. I've, I've, uh, someone gave me a fake Rolex before. Right. It's not so, my first fake Rolex. And, and it lasts I, about six months. I knew that. I was like, okay, if this lasts a week, if yeah. I get like one, if I can fool one person or whatever. Yeah, you a, just fooled me. It's, it's a fun conversation. So then I thought, so I happened to be near that subway station again. And I said, you know what? That was a lot of fun. I'm happy with my fake Rolex. I'm going to go back in there and see what I see. Hmm. So I'm going through, I'm walking around, and I see, uh, it, it caught my eye at the final thing, and I didn't see it the first time I walked through, the second time I walked through, an iPhone 11. Mm. And I was like, huh. <laughs> I was like, look at that, there's, that's an iPhone 11. Wow. And so I go over, and I was like, I wonder if it's, if it could, if lightning could strike twice here, mm. if this could really be, and so here's the second part of a show and tell. Okay. I want you to describe to everybody what this what this is. Oh, wow. Open it up. Yeah, what, but, describe the box. Uh, the box looks like an iPhone 11, and I open it up, and wow, the instructions, everything, the phone, the packaging. It's an iPhone. Is it not an iPhone 11? The it, every every everything to me says it. Wow, 
even down to the cords, the plugins. Now take out the, the actual phone. Yeah, everything. And, and, and has, look at look at the phone. Has the dual cameras on it. Has the three cameras. Yeah. It has looks, the Apple logo. It's the Apple chassis. Yeah. So I see this phone. It looks like an iPhone 11. And I is say, this my, is this mine? You, you want that? You, you can have that. <laughs> Don, this is your iPhone 11. So I was like, I'd well, rather have the Rolex one. I said, so turn, so turn it on. Mm-hmm. And so, because uh, I was like, okay, this could, you could probably do it. So we turn it on. Oh wow! And it looks exactly like an iPhone 11, right? Look at that gunner. And so uh, I go through it, and it boots up when when I'm standing at the fake mart. Yeah. And the guy's explaining to me there's different types of fake. There's five level fake, and there's a four level fake, and there's all these different fakes. And so he's like, "This is a five level fake." And so I start. What does five level fake mean? That's the best fake you can get. Oh, okay. You want you want to be a five level fake. Well, it's five level. So was from what I can understand, between my so they're really open about what, if something's pirated or faked or they're oh open yeah absolutely okay. And so I, it, when I turn it on, it's it was still wrapped in all of the exactly like an Apple iPhone, all the little plastic sheathing and the the saran wrap, yeah. basically the, the cling film on there. And so he turns it on, and it says, hello, just like when you get a brand new Apple product, and it says, select your language, and we start going through the menus. I was like, okay, I've bought enough Apple products in my life to know this is what happens when you buy a new one. You have to set it up, and it scans your fingerprint and all that stuff. Yeah. And so um, I end up buying it. So what happened? For 470 yuan. Which is how Which much? is like 70 bucks. Okay. And so I buy it, take it, I finally get it home, and for like... Two hours, I'm on cloud nine. <laughs> I believe that it's a, a a Google operating system, Android. Okay. In this, somehow they got the actual chassis of an of an iPhone 11. It's the same chassis. Yeah. In the same body, but it's not an iPhone 11. No, so, uh, but I think it would work. Yeah. If we want to throw a SIM card in what there. What do you mean it's not an iPhone 11? It's not the Apple software. Oh, it's not? No, and I don't think the cameras are real. So you can't... Oh. <laughs> I don't think they're the same. I don't think they're, they're real cameras. They're just not the, the iPhone cameras. Okay. So basically you have an iPhone body yeah. when the guts are not an iPhone. But they had... It looked exactly... Wow. It looks exactly like an iPhone, what are you gonna, it? What are you going to do with it besides try know. to give it to me? I was going to say, Merry Christmas? You know what you should do? You should mail that to your father. Mail that to Bob. Oh, he'd probably love it. Yeah. And then let it, you should give that to somebody this holiday season and just see if they can figure it out. Just I'm, see if, I'm sure they can figure it out. It doesn't see, take that long. I don't know. I, I, I look at both those. I look at the watch and, and I look at the, the, the iPhone and you would never know. You would absolutely never know. So anyway, so you're going to keep the watch and yeah, I, I almost bought you a Rolex, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know if they're a piece of junk or not yet. Of course they are. So, yeah, yeah. That's believe me. You're going to show up late a couple times, a couple places. Of like, course. Hey, this uh, new Rolex watch is only 32 minutes off. So anyway, hey, uh, you heard our plea. Now you got three. It's three episodes of the Ron and Don Show every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday is when it drops. And Ron, we really appreciate when people subscribe and also give us a five star review. We got a lot of those, right? Yeah, you can go four star if you need to, but five star does, does help us out. And also a comment there on iTunes especially helps the algorithm. All the other ones, but literally share it for us that helps us the most copy an episode that you like write it up on your social media and put the link in there and share it that will help us get new subscribers thanks to les schwab for uh, being a part of uh the ron and don show real quick uh as we end episode number 34 if people are looking 
for some Ron and Don Nation gear because it's the holidays. You can buy that. Can't Absolutely. It? RonandDon.com. Click on the radio microphone. Go down and get all the gear. The T-shirts run. Uh, they're slim fit. Yeah. So you might go size up if you're not uh, the uh, Peloton model. Okay. Uh, you might do a size up on that. The dog bandanas. Yeah. I've actually heard someone that, that said they work on cats too. Nice. I can't, I can't vouch for that. All right. But we do have dog bandanas that evidently work on cats too. All right. Everybody keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we'll see you on the episode, the next episode of the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ron and Don. 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 Ron. <laughs> Don. <laughs> on the Ron and Don Radio Network, man. Okay, how much do I have to pay you for this? <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> <laughs>